Hey guys, and welcome into the Friday edition of the San Pedro FIFA League podcast. I'm George Tello. I just wanted to say, if you guys only want to listen to the Friday podcast, they are specifically all San Pedro FIFA League only podcasts from now on. I have I, I announced that last week, but I thought I'd reiterate that. You're going to get top scorers at the moment who's leading in the standings. Uh, certain results that I think are key. We'll talk about some teams in each division and each uh, and how they are affected as the season continues to move on. Um, this is only for the leagues at the moment. I will do once the month ends or once everyone finishes their FA Cup games, I will catch you guys up on what is going on in the FA Cup. I'd also like to let you guys know that on the Tuesday podcast, I interviewed Porto manager, one of three Luises in our league, Luis Humberto Moreno. I got to sit down with him. He had a guest appearance by his son. Really nice moment from him. But I interviewed him. I sat down with him and talked to him. And it was nice. You guys are going to get to learn a little bit about a manager you probably don't know that well. Um, and some of you know very well to the point where you are family with him. So get ready for that. I'm just, I'm so happy that someone finally did an interview. Let's hop into the Friday pod and catch you guys up on everything that's going on in D1 and D2, respectively. Okay, guys, welcome back in. So D2 has had most, or at least the top two guys finish their games in their first month. And to be honest, they're kind of looking like the league that's going to be able to finish and do what they need to do. Um, right now, they only have three guys with only one game played, um, that being Fluminense, Arsenal, and Atlanta United. But we do have, like I said, two teams with five. It's still Benfica sitting at the top of the table at the moment with 10 points, Celtic at nine. PSG still on three games with seven points, but the interesting factor is Atletico Madrid. Two games, two wins, six points, now sit in fourth place with a game in hand on PSG and three on hand with Celtic and Benfica. And if Robert plays it right, um, I haven't seen any of his other results just yet, but if he plays it right, he could be sitting top of the table at the end of the first month. And that could be a good start for a team that's been around for a little bit here in this second division and maybe finally wants to go up. Young boys still are now in, fi in fifth, excuse me, with four games played. Uh, they are on five points. Um, Fluminense, Bayern Munich, Club Lyon, and Manchester City all with two played. And all of them either have one point or none. So it's still very early in Division Two. Obviously, a lot of these guys are just getting their season started. They have plenty of time. It's only the 16th, excuse me, the 17th um, of, of May, and it'll be a very still interesting end to the month as most of these guys need to finish their games if we play a situation out if Atletico Madrid go undefeated for the rest of the month and even draw for the rest of the month they will be sitting at 10 points and they will be even with Benfica if that was a scenario to kick you there obviously Atletico Madrid will be playing uh, only five games so I take that back they would be at nine points but they would be in a similar spot to Celtic uh Division 2 is a very interesting and widely uh, unknown territory at the moment for some of these teams. Man City have been here before. You know, Atlanta United, Club Lyon. A lot of these teams are teams of veterans in a sense, right? But what are we getting from their players? We haven't really seen. And it's caused this little bit of anarchy at the top of the table. I cannot wait to look at these standings the second month of the season. And to me, that's going to be where we get our outlier down in this second in this second division. 
whether you're in the top half of it right now or the bottom, it doesn't really matter. One good month could honestly turn everything around for most of these teams, and it's looking, and it, it, it really is, it's looking like that's going to be something that's even possible. You may have a bad game, you may have a bad month, and you can bounce right back, and you only got to climb past 11 teams to be number one. So it's going to be a little bit of a scrap. I expect this to get scrappier, with, especially with not every team in this division being complete. I'd say the most complete team right now uh, is PSG, and even then, they're not scoring goals just quite yet. They're averaging about two a game, which is not bad FIFA-wise or even in real life, but we're looking at some of these teams who have higher rates uh, that maybe that haven't played enough games to really look at them with respect. And even if you're looking at Atletico Madrid, uh, four goals and two games is nice, but they've also only, I mean, they've allowed two, but once again, they've only played two games. So you can't really look at that and be like, oh man, that's a sample size that we're going to be able to look at. So let's move on to the player standings and our, who our league leaders are and stats just to catch you guys up. Kepa Rizabalaga still with three. Obviously, Celtic have finished their league month. Buffon and Viviano now at two each for Young Boys and Benfica, respectively. Um, no one else has recorded a clean sheet, and I think that's something that will change as these guys go out and play their games. It'll be something that we see changed as the months go on. Chukawize still leads at the end of the second month with four assists for Celtic. Konate still with three. A lot of similar guys, but Giuliano has thrown his name into the top three for Atletico Madrid with two assists. All the other numbers have pretty much stayed the same since there hasn't been much playing going on down in the second division. Now, goal scorers, Jimmy Vardy still leads the way with five. Musa Dembele with four. Kevin Prince Boateng with three. Lataro Martinez with three. And Das. And yeah, Bas Dos, excuse me, of Manchester City with two. He's also tied with Konate, Lamina, Pavon, Pozuelo of Bayern Munich, and Bertrand Traore to round out your top ten. Your yellow card leaders, believe it or not, this is a stat in our league. We have yet to have a red card down here uh, in the second division, but it's pretty much a three-player, one-way tie. It's nothing special, nothing crazy going on in that manner. That's pretty much League 2 at the moment. There hasn't really been anything impactful for me to really open up. I will say this about Atletico Madrid, though. This is could be, and could be a very interesting start to uh, maybe Robert's ascent. I did not give him much respect saying Benfica, Celtic, and PSG look like the clear-cut winners of this you know automatic playoff. Maybe Atletico Madrid, just kind of like young boys and possibly Fluminense, want to throw their hat in there and say, well... It could be a five-team, six-team race for the number one position, which is exactly what these, what the league board members definitely want to see out of their second division. I do believe that when I get a chance to interview a Division II manager, we'll get a little bit more knowledge about what's really going on down there. Those guys know exactly how the games are going. They get to see them. The only second division game I've watched was... Uh, Fluminense versus Celtic, and it was 2-2. So we do know there isn't a big gap amongst these teams based off just that result and some of the few we're seeing. A lot of them are 1-0 games, 2-1 games. We're not seeing that gap of quality just yet. So I do believe Division Two needs that second month to where we're going to see just a little bit better of a picture. I think by the fourth month, we'll get a obvious idea of what's going on. And by the last two months, I think possibly if some of these teams play it right, could be looking at easily who's going up, and they those teams can definitely prepare for the promotion that they definitely want. 
if we're talking about teams I think can jump, I do think Fluminense have some potential. They do know someone in the league. So that does help as far as how do I play against this guy? You have a manager who can help you out. I I really want to see one of these teams right now and currently in the bottom uh, half of this table or even the bottom third of this table where I'm looking at Club Leon, Atlanta United, or Manchester City. Not only do I want to watch them pick up their first wins of the season, I want to see them stir up Benfica, Celtic, PSG, Atletico Madrid. There's not many teams in this division, as many know, as we all know, actually, that play in this league. There's only 12. All it takes is literally maybe a three-game run of just you getting nine straight points. That's massive. I mean, it took Benfica, who's leading the division at the moment, five games to get 10. Celtic in second with just nine points in five games. That's a lot to catch up on if you're just tying. But if you're winning, anything's really possible. I mean, a win for right now, if I'm young boys and they have one game left in the month, a win puts them on eight points. PSG, they have two more games. Atletico Madrid have three. Those teams find a way to win out. We're going to look at a five-team race. And I think uh, even for the guys playing in Division One, they're going to want to see that's where we're at. Okay, let's go from there. We'll see how that goes. As for the guys who are league leaders, you know, I mean, it's and it's don't get me wrong, it is still more the same. The guys who finish their games this month obviously will remain league leaders going into the next next week. And uh, hopefully some of these lower guys play. Uh, and maybe we see Robert play and he gets some league leaders Obviously, those stats don't matter to the end of the season or until the end of the month uh, when you'll get those monthly and yearly awards. But at the moment, I do like who's on top. I think they're very deserving. I think if we, the more we see of Vardy, the more we'll see success from the teams that have the players that are like Vardy and like Musa Dembele. The more you see those names of these guys who are literally taking up a high percentage of goals for the squad, if they're going to be impactful... Those teams will obviously reap the rewards. Um, there's going to be things that we don't obviously. There's stats. There isn't stats for defenders really um, that the league takes in into account. And obviously on this podcast, I don't take into account that they can make an impact. Question is, who's going to be that team that starts playing defense first, and that's also able to score? You know, I read a crazy stat about Celtic last week that six of their ten goals came in one game. So basically what you're saying, they average one goal a game after that. PSG, six and four still. So there's still some things, and I know some of these, I know they have results that aren't recorded yet, so I'm not going to talk about them until the league processes them because they don't become official until the league has them, and I'm going to try and do that in the future to make sure me and the league are on the same page. But if I'm spending a good 10 minutes on Division Two right now, I do like the way it looks. I do enjoy the the idea that some of these bottom teams could shake it up and we can have maybe not even a points gap that is that we've seen before we've seen one point but maybe it's goal differential that separates these teams i would love to see that kind of race when i come back i'm going to discuss d1 these guys have been playing their games in d1 and they deserve the love we'll be back after this all right guys welcome back d1 talk isn't going to take that long but let's catch you up on what's been going on around this crazy ass division Let's start with the top of the table. Liverpool lead by a point at the moment. They have five games played, four wins, a draw. Behind them in second is Olympic A. Lyon, a team that I I fully expect to do what they're doing right now, 
14 goals scored, 2 allowed on 12 points. FC Augsburg right behind him, 4 games, 3 wins, 1 draw. Only 2 goals allowed, but 6 scored only. You compare that to Lyon, a pretty remarkable start for them as they are now currently the highest scoring team in the league for now. Club America in 4th place, 3 wins, 1 loss. They are 10-2 and two in goal difference, or 4-and against respectively. They're on 9 points. Uh, Chelsea still in fifth with eight points. They are two and two and zero. AC Milan with four games played, two one and one. They have they are on seven points. Wolves with five games played on seven points. So it's pretty close here in the top seven. Juventus, Manchester United, both two and zero on eighth and ninth place respectively, both on six points. Roma in three games has mastered six points. Houston Dynamo six games played six points. A little tough run in this month for AG as he just started. Tottenham Hotspur a very much better start than they've had in the recent two years in the league. Three games played, a win, a draw, and a loss to go along with that. They're on four points. Kashima with a same record, just a different goal outcome so far with four points. Having a little bit of trouble scoring at the moment. LAFC five games, four points. Porto, six games, four points. Atletico Nacional, three games, along with Newcastle United, three games. Same record, different goal differential, but all on three points. Barcelona, six games played. They sit 18th with three points. And in 19th and 20th, rounding out the league division at the moment, Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund, both four games, four losses, no points. So we take from that, right, what we can. Dortmund and Real Madrid in the first four games have been terrible. Absolutely terrible. Teams I predicted would stay up. Barcelona and Evan, I expected more. Five losses in your first month has been kind of mind-blowing. A negative 10 goal differential. And you join Houston Dynamo, credit to AG, who at the current moment sits 11th. And that's barring results from the teams below them. Has the highest goals allowed in the division. Leon, 14 goals scored. Pretty remarkable feat. Have two more games to go. And could put themselves pretty nicely in that goal difference category, which will help repeat as champions. So we're sitting here looking at the table. We're looking at these bottom five teams. Only one of them did I pick to go down or have a possibility of going down, and that's Jake. And he has a good result against Barcelona. So already he has started, and if we're just going to highlight Newcastle real quick, they already have a good result against a team that's below them. So Jake might be able to even try and pick up points against Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund. That's got to be his mentality. And if he's looking upward at Atletico Nacional and Porto, he's got three games to get past Porto. He's got two to get past LAFC. And if Ryan doesn't want to score goals, and neither does Tottenham, I would be pretty optimistic. And the same goes with Atletico Nacional. Both teams have not got off the blocks quickly with you know scoring and the games they've lost. They've given up a lot of goals. But if your job is to prevent goals just to get points at the moment, that's okay in, in my opinion. A bad first month does not project a bad second month. We've seen teams turn it around. As Chelsea. I mean, it was horrific for a season and then just literally bursts through the standings looking like he was going to finish in the bottom half, jumps all the way to fourth. So it's possible. I know I'm talking about Chelsea, a very good team, but anything's possible in that manner. 
do I think that Newcastle could take advantage of this and look at and climb up? Yes and no. Because I do think that Ryan and Aaron, if you're looking at Tottenham and Kashima, they have some favorable things to look up towards as well. Wolves have not played good to start the season. Juventus and Manchester United, although look very good and very defensively good, will have to eventually play some of the top end guys and we'll see how they do then. We'll see if they run how they do when they run into each other. But they do deserve some credit. And I know it's only two games, kind of like Robert in the second division. That's where you want to start, though, because those two games have given you just enough of a chance to maybe get yourself away from the guys who are struggling and keep it that way. And that's got to be the mentality of some of these these squads. So far, Artie and Joey have been able to blow that bad expectation out of the window and they could put themselves in a good position and they've done a good job. I do expect LAFC, Kashima, Tottenham to push push Roma, push Manchester United, push Juventus, push Wolves, and push AC Milan. Those from 6th to about 14th place, I expect you guys to basically be playing hot potato with who goes up and down. You know, it's it's going to be like that. Like, oh, you have 6th place? All right, pass it on. It, it's going to be like that. It's going to be a revolving door because at some point, whether you're in that Sixth place and lower, you're going to have to run into Liverpool, Lyon, Augsburg, Club America, and Chelsea at some point. You're going to have to. And I'm hoping more teams get into that little battle, but someone's got to beat Lyon. Someone's got to beat Augsburg. No one's done that yet. Someone's got to beat Chelsea. No one's done that yet. And credit to Aventus and Manchester United as well, joining the undefeateds at the moment. No one's beaten Liverpool either. So we have teams that are looking really good, but it does only take one bad game to throw you off. One bad game for you, or one good game for you, yourselves to win, to propel you forward. So those teams that sit 6th to maybe 14th, you're going you're gonna to get some highs and some lows this season unless you find something that helps you. If we're looking at LAFC, got to sure up that defense. For your Kashima, you got to get some goals with the talent that's on that team. And same with Tottenham. I know it's only been three games. i got to see a little bit more from you. The only difference between Kashima and Tottenham is that Ryan's got that defense a little bit more figured out. Those passing numbers look really good to start the season. Aaron's do too, but it's the shooting percentage that hurts Aaron in the end. And he's got to get better at that. We look a little bit more north from them. It's Roma. I do like this start. This is a good start for Daniel. He needed this kind of start. Same thing kind of like with Joey and Manchester United and Juventus and Artie needs those starts to avoid what could be seasons where you're like just trying to just inch your way away from the relegation battle. In this case, Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund have put themselves one foot in basically into Division 2 unless something happens in the second month. And just like with Division 2, we're going to get a lot more of an answer of what the hell's going on in this division once that second month ends. If Dortmund go 6-0 and next month, we're not having this conversation about them. If Real Madrid do the same and Barcelona do the same, they can hop right out of that bottom three. That's the crazy thing about our league because not only will injuries pile up for some of the guys at the top, but in that 6-14 to 14 range where guys are going to flip-flop constantly, it, they're going to beat each other, and it could very well help the guys you know, at that bottom five, six area that need to get out of there, that play desperately, 
that play with everything they have to because they have no other choice, things can change. And it is only six games. But we'll see. I, I do expect the guys in the top five at the moment to kind of fight each other. But I also wouldn't mind seeing a team that's in the bottom right now get up there. I wouldn't mind seeing Manchester United or Juventus, who, in my opinion, are not going to finish high on the table, have gotten off to good starts, get up there and fight. All right, I've given too much love to Manchester United, Juventus, and Roma for my liking. Uh, but let's go a little bit higher. At 7 and 6 at the moment, AC Milan, 7 points. Wolf, 7 points. Milan do have a game in hand, so they can push themselves to 10th. And they also have one, two games left in the month. So they have a potential of 13 points at the moment, and they could do more with that. However, as much as I like that AC Milan side, and I did tell you guys, pay attention. Alejandro's getting work done in this league. If he finishes 6th right here, if, he, if this is as high as he goes this season, I think that's success again. Because he's got young talent on that team, and we're going to see a little bit more maybe that he pushes that top four echelon uh, and a little bit more each year. And I think this could be the year he pushes it but doesn't get in, and then he can be like, all right, I could walk into that door next season. Now forget about him. And a team talking about a team that's been there, done that, Wolves need something to improve. You cannot be 9 and 10 and 4 and allowed goals-wise, have a negative 10 or negative 1, excuse me, goal differential, and you're somehow on seven points in five games. And who knows, Wolves might maybe, if they're a little bit more clinical defensively, a little bit more organized, could look, be looking at a team that's fighting right now for a top four spot, maybe even for the league in just the first month. Could be off to an even better start. On to the top five, because it's not hard to look at division-wise. Club America, Chelsea, and Augsburg... I expect to fight for those spots at the moment. Chelsea could even push past those guys. All those guys have potential. But I'm really liking what Liverpool and Lyon are doing at the moment. If we're going to get a two-team race, three-team race, let it be. Please, let it be five. I don't care. I want to see these teams play just massive game after massive game against each other because that's what it takes to win our league title. I want that to be the new thing. The new agenda. Obviously, it's been hard before, but Lyon and Chelsea made it look so easy last year. And even though Chelsea does, does have two ties that have set them back just a tiny bit, all it takes is for Lyon to tie twice and Chelsea to win twice. Just like that. It's a little, it's a snap away of those things happening, and they happen so fast. I mean, because when you have to play your own rivals, you do take a step off the gas because you're trying not to lose that game. You know, certain teams put their foot to the pedal, but... You're not always going to get what you want from those big games, let alone those rivalry games that seem to get in the way somehow. So there you have it. We got six teams still undefeated. We only have two that are winless. That's how tight this damn division is and how quickly it can change in an instant. And if you slip, you're going to slip very far back. Well, let's catch you guys up on some league leaders and get you the hell out of here on this podcast. Dracosha for Club America still sits with three. Petr Cech does climb. He now has two. Leno with two. Hugo Lloris of Liverpool with two. McCarthy with two. Ederson, Farman, Lafont, Perrin, and Vlaklik from Juventus all with one. So we do have, obviously, a more assortment of players because there's eight more sides than Division Two, so we're getting a little bit more variety. 
But you want to talk about guys who jumped the list. So last week I had Alex Awobi as the man who's on fire right now. And I did say, pay, just wait for all these other guys to play. So he, he might not come off the, the list of the top 10 players at the moment. But Lorenzo Insigne grabbed an assist in this last week. Pablo Dybala now has three. Erickson sits with three. Anthony Martial of Roma now has three. Leroy Sané grabbing it uh, with, with three as well. Adama Traore with Wolves and ZH still with three. So that's to round it out. But the number one guy in just four games, Douglas Costa has six assists. A mind-blowing six assists for him. That's the guy that carries the torch. You can say whatever you want about Messi, and I'm going to talk about him in a bit. But a mind-blowing start for Douglas Costa. Once again, a guy who could be, I mean, just that second option for Messi, and that's a big-time second option. And that's what the top two teams last year had. They had options. So your top scorers, your top ten, Jao Felix of Lyon with three. He's tied with Lozano, his own teammate, with three. Also tied with Mares and Bappe, Marata, Rashford, and Inaki Williams. The top 10, though, we go with Immobile with four, Firmino as well, and Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Ronaldo already with five goals. Kai Havertz still there, and Balotelli, those two were from last week. They had a very good start to the season. I expect to see more of Balotelli and Havertz going forward. Nicolas Pepe still on six, but joining him on six is Lionel Messi. That is the equivalent of. I told you so. It's going to happen. Ronaldo Messi are still going to be here. And they're definitely going to have an impact on the pending chaotic title race that seems to be building up into one. Uh, and still sitting up top. The Houston Dynamo striker, Romelu Lukaku. He has eight goals. He added to his tally in the Dynamo loss to Roma. Now, I mean... I don't like I said last week. Lukaku is going to stay on this list as long as Dynamo have something to play for, and even uh, maybe even not then, because Dynamo and, and AG might just be like, you know what? I'm just going to put as many goals as I can with this guy, and maybe even if I get sent down, I'm at least going to take some money with me as I go down, and that could be his mentality come the end of the season. I just want to get top score. F it. Like there's nothing else for me to do. Um, as for guys climbing this list, like Roberto Firmino. You know, Jao Felix is a nice surprise that Leon is using such a good young player. He's doing it very well. I look forward to seeing him. Uh, but that's that's the roundup, guys. That's who's dominating at the end of our second week. I don't really add much to these podcasts. I think they're very plain on purpose, just to kind of catch you guys up. The Tuesday podcast, though, look for Luis Moreno to be on there of Porto. I talk to him about some few things. Get to kind of know him as a manager, since not maybe many uh, know, uh, many of you know who he is. Excuse me. Um, but he will be on the Tuesday podcast. I will also discuss the our brand new comparison game. So if you're listening to this, Ru- Ruben Loftus-Cheek was injured. He tore his Achilles. He will be out for nine months. He tore it in the friendly uh, coming to Boston and playing against the New England Revolution. Even though it was for a great cause, I don't know who approved that. And I did not think that was a good idea. Uh, just in the sense that maybe even Hazard gets hurt on such a weird pitch that it was played on. Uh, and then you lose $100 million. So there was a lot at stake for Chelsea last night. I think they're going to rethink a lot of things in the future. And I feel really bad for these Chelsea fans. And not even just that, but Ruben Loftus-Cheek himself, who is, in my opinion, going to be a very good player even before this injury. And I hope he's able to come back. Um, speaking of that, I also did redo that. And I put up a new quiz, a uh, new uh, poll, so you guys can go after that. 
I look to break that down with you guys, and then we'll obviously have some hot takes from what has been going on the season. So you guys will get a lot on Tuesday to kind of build you up for what is the week of FIFA. You guys get out there, play your games, have a great weekend, and I'll see you guys on the next, or you'll hear from me on the next podcast on Tuesday.